What's going on out there, people? It's Dietrich Davis. And your boy, the executioner, Mark Knight, a.k.a. Mark Morello, just... I was waiting for more AKAs to show up. Uh, Mark, <laughs> a.k.a. that that dude, a.k.a. Um, Bearded and Naughty. What's going on? <laughs> Everything's perfect. So this is, I don't know. I think this is episode three because we recorded two episodes. I don't know if to make it two separate shows or just keep it going and keep the counter going up. Well, I think we can keep the counter going up. So let's say this is episode three then. All right. Sunday's cutting it. All right. So the first thing we want to talk about is WrestleMania weekend. Word. Um, Hopefully people will have these videos up on Saturday on the YouTube channel. Um, We'll have stuff on our Patreon channel, which would be Dietrich Davis on Demand at Patreon. And then... It'll just be videos of stuff. Maybe we'll have videos of us training. Maybe you have videos of us giving wrestling classes. I don't know. What do you think about that? Man, we could do so much with this thing, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know? uh, it's it's a few things that I think we should do for wrestling fans that are just on Patreon or people who just who just enjoy wrestling. And I don't know. I've been jotting down ideas. By the time you guys hear this, this will officially be uh, uh, four episodes will be up because I wanted to record a little bit of a backlog and right. WrestleMania week and everybody's going to be looking for shit to watch and oh, listen to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. Let's jump right into it. Let's, let's, let's talk about the future. Everyone's done their predictions, who they think is going to win, who's this, who's that. I was listening to too many podcasts about that. It was driving right. me crazy. So the one thing I want to ask you about. Oh, and I'm Dietrich Davis. Once again, that's my boy Mark Morell. Hey, what's AKA up, AKA everything he thinks of, that's what it is. I don't argue with it. AKA I need a drink. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, we'll get that done in between the next show. You know you could have just fixed it yourself. I don't. Yeah, you know. I have a whole bar here, and I, I don't restrict. There's only one person who's banned from my bar. Mm. It's a long story. Okay. He pissed all over my bathroom. Oh, man. Exposed himself to Daisha. <laughs> That we had to put him in a cab. The cab threw him out because he tried to hit on the cab driver. Wow. It's a long story, man. It's wow. a long story. And that's what I was doing to my eyes, your world stuff. Right on, right on. But we got some pretty good stuff to talk about today. And I'm glad you mentioned the future of uh, Raw and SmackDown. Of Raw and SmackDown. Um, it's going to be a very interesting dynamic because, like you said, everyone's talking predictions. Everyone's doing this. Everyone's doing right. that. I've heard some wild predictions, too. Right, like right. Like people thinking... Uh, Oscar's gonna lose because they want to break the streak or this, that, and the other. Or there's a lot of people. Before I jump into anything, I want to talk about um, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, let's talk about Ronda Rousey for a minute. Um, I think she's 100% being booked wrong. I think she should be that badass bitch mm-hmm. that with the bad attitude. Right. That was in the in the UFC. Right. And I think. She needs, she needed an antagonist. I don't think she needed Stephanie McMahon. I'm tired no. of seeing the McMahons taking WrestleMania spots. Yeah, yeah. See, with Ronda, Ronda needs to be in a spot where she's taking on somebody equal or maybe somewhat of her superior inside the ring so that she can be guided along the match and guided along in her performance. She needs a, fem- a female ring general. For sure, yes, and I don't think we have to. Uh, didn't 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 you got it down to Oscar? You got it down to Charlotte. You, you also got Natalia. Natalia, see, Natalia might have been the right person to put her in there with. Right, and the reason the reason I can say that because based on Natalia's experience, um, for those of you who know and follow Natalia Nyhart, she's well traveled, she's well versed, and she's well seasoned as a female wrestler, not only in the 
the WWE as a three-time women's champion, mm-hmm. um, but she's well-versed in Japanese-style women's wrestling, or Joshi Paresu, um, if you will. I think with her abilities, she can carry Ronda through series of matches to make her look really good. What they're doing in Ronda's case is basically the same thing they did with Mark Henry back in 1996. It was, okay, force push. we're going to put this man out here, we're going to see what this man can do, and we're going to put him in there on the job, on the spot training in a match on pay-per-view in front of millions of people worldwide and thousands of people inside the Mercedes-Benz Dome this summer. Right, but the difference with Mark... Well, you know what? It took Mark Henry almost 10 years to recover from them pushing him backwards. Right. And also, Mark Henry had Jerry the King Lawler. My stomach is growling. Jerry the King Lawler to guide him through that first match. Very and stu- then it yeah. all went downhill after that. See, now, if they would have just, let's say, kept that program going, maybe that would have helped improve Mark's... Um, ability inside the ring during that time but no one was thinking on that level but however when they started to realize what needed to be done with mark henry and he went to train under Cornette and under danny davis at um ovw um everything changed and, and it I, changed for the better and i think they should have the first thing they should have did was put her in a match immediately so the fans know what they're getting because with stephanie you're not going to get that true challenge like why you you have the girls from what's that trio on Raw? Absolution. You have Absolution, right? Why not put her up against the MMA chick with the black hair? Exactly. Someone who she's comfortable with and mm-hmm. who's comfortable in both worlds. And they can do what they can do. So that if there are mistakes, you know what I mean. The the young girl from Absolution can help guide Ronda along the way. You know you know who Ronda could probably get in good with, or you should have let her do one night at NXT. Before the Rumble, let her wrestle. Uh, what's the Blazer? Chick? I forget the chick's name. There's a there's a chick that she trained with. Right, the, the one same... that's cha- the one that's challenging Ember Moon for the title. Right, you could have put her in the ring with her or Ember Moon and let her. You maybe you need that William Regal Goldberg match to expose you, embarrass you a little. Well, let the fans not, talk not and take really, notes. Not really to expose and embarrass. It's to. Be the learning curve. Fine-tune. You know, the fine-tune. Right. See what's going on. Everyone could take notes and be like, okay, Ronda needs to improve on this. She right. needs to improve on this and improve on that. Now, from a general consensus, a consist, con, consensus. Right. That's the word. That's, that's you, you hit it. A lot of, a majority of people that I speak to, mm-hmm. the one person I've spoke to, he is the consensus, um, <laughs> he feels that um, Ronda's not ready for no. for for prime time, if you will, she's not ready. Um, Chad Sonnen, um, from uh, the you know he's world famous in the martial, mixed martial arts world. He feels that she's not ready. She's not. I'm cut. glad that you brought him up. She's not cut for doing interviews. No, she's not. And you got to remember, he's a hardcore wrestling fan, and he took the wrestling microphone and talk you in the mic talk and talk your shit element, and he brought that into the UFC because before. Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. he was the shit talker of the UFC. Right. He was talking that shit that had people boiling under their skin. And without ever being in a wrestling ring, um, he understands at a greater value the mm-hmm. importance of working the mic. And Shawn Michaels said it best many years ago, 80% of your, 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 your paycheck is using that microphone. Exactly. And then not only that, it's also expression. A lost art. Mm-hmm. Most people do not 
use facial expressions properly when they're on camera. Rhonda has one look, and it looks like this. Right, and if, because there's no video element, that's Mark closing, closing his eyes, scrunching his nose and brow together. You know, and she looks fucking stupid. It's like she looks like Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump. The first thing, I mean, and not to repeat what Jim Cornette said, I think he might have wrote the single best thing to do with her. Have her beating bitches up in 30 seconds flat. Yes. No talking, no this, no that. And then introduce her as a manager and then have Oscar win mm-hmm. and she challenge Oscar at next year's WrestleMania right. and stuff like that. I think the other issue is, and I don't think we talked about this on the other show, acknowledge the fact that we need a, you need a female who can code a promo who says, bitch, you got kicked in the head. The only person that did that, unfortunately, was Stephanie. And that didn't come off right. Right, because she's not competitive. We need someone to acknowledge, technically, you're a loser. You got kicked in. You got kicked in the head twice. You was on Queer Street. Showed up the next match. Got got, got your out. face beat the fuck in. Yep. You didn't know what you was doing, and, and you're gonna come here and try to play with us after you got your ass beat out of there. Someone that you, they need to acknowledge it. Exactly. So I I think it's gonna be a very hard build and a disrespect. And and, and at one point the fans are gonna turn on her. They want to like her. Yes. But either you put her with Paul Heyman and let Paul do the mic talk, mm-hmm. but then you have to have her beaten ass every Single fucking night. week. Now, the ca- now just to, to, to carry one point home with this, mm-hmm. expect for this match, I think, you know, on Sunday or past Sunday, uh, Kurt and Triple H are going to carry this match. Without question. And and the one thing, I, I, I think I might have said this on the last episode. I don't think I did. I remember the episode clearly. Um... What's important to me is was 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 Triple H and Ronda Ronda might need to do four or five minutes in that ring. Like she keeps putting her hands on him. Yeah. Maybe Triple H needs to hit her with a pedigree. Not, not just hit her with a pedigree. Maybe they need to trade blows for four, yeah. for three or four minutes. And I think that would be. I think that would be good. You and know no I mean? one's gonna question. I don't think people are going to say that's a man hitting a woman. No, I think people are going to say those are two fighter. fucking competitors. That's right. There's a, there's a fighter, and then there's another fighter going at it. I think the match should end, like you said, and I want to bring this part to a closing with this, because you, you can go on hours about Ronda, yeah. but I think I want I want to see a point where Stephanie cannot handle her, because mm-hmm. she should not be able to handle her. Right. Um, she is not an elite fighter, and it should get to the point where Triple H is so tired that we get that Triple H and Steve Austin when they was the one man, two man power trip, mm-hmm. and when he went on on Lita, and I think he needs to put the beats on her, yep. and that she should become defiant against Triple H. Exactly. And trade some blows, let Triple H body slam her, let him put the beats on her, and then let Rounder give do the famous low blow. Mm-hmm. And then start putting the beats on him, and I think she should tap him out. Yeah, with the with the cross arm break, right. that would be dope. Let let him hit her with a pedigree, and let the bitch not pop. Let let her pop out, or let or or let um Kurt Angle pull him out, and then Rounder saves the day by getting the submission. Right. You know, so I think this would be a little bit of a change to that match, but the but the dynamic would have to be Triple H and and Ronda. Right, so I want to talk about the Intercontinental Championship for a second. All right, now because um, we th- th- I don't like to talk about rumors. I think that ruins wrestling. I think the internet has destroyed a little bit of of with too many rumors going around. But the word is Seth Rollins may be going to SmackDown. 
Okay. So with Seth going to SmackDown, uh, allegedly, I don't want no one to come down on us. So allegedly, the word is that he's going to SmackDown. Is he taking the Intercontinental Championship with him, or is he not becoming the Intercontinental Champion while being while being transferred over to SmackDown? Yeah. See, the, I we're not in those offices to know that, and and. You know, WWE is so finicky when it comes to last-minute decisions. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Only, yeah, f- only kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Dave. Uh, Fuck what WWE says. Who, who, who said that in their podcast? Oh, uh, what's man, his name? Bruce Pritchard, yeah, Bruce Tony Pritchard Schiavone. Went off. Uh, everyone goes in on Dave. I think Dave needs to finally uh, work for WWE. Dave actually worked yeah, for he, WWE Yeah, they said they cut time. him a check at one point. I think yeah. he needs to go in and join the booking committee so he can get the steam taken off of him. Well, just just actually do what everyone says you should do, Dave, and just run a promotion. Right. Go go Book. work with the NWA. Go work with TNA. Oh, go do go take the worst company and work with them. Work with PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Right. Work They're in them. the States. They're in California, right? Yeah, He's in know? Cali, right? As a matter of fact, he even did a guest pre-host and post-hosting with Kevin Kelly on the New Japan Network. And he actually did pretty damn good. He's a, he's a dictionary. Yeah. He's a dictionary. So with that being said, um Intercontinental Championship. Right. Do you keep it on the Miz or is it time for Finn Balor to get the title because he needs a title. Finn definitely needs the belt only because Vince is still not too high on him being the Universal Champion, and that's only because Brock was champion. But had the shot been given, maybe who knows? He Brock would have probably had the second best match of his career during this run I as think, the um, Universal Champion. I think Finn would have took way advantage of Brock's attitude and made it work for him in a thousand ways. Exactly. However, back to this thing, he needs the Intercontinental title so that, okay, it goes beyond selling merch. It'd be good that the club has um, the icy belt right. and him and the Miz can go back and forth and trade the title back and forth with each other. Or give him a nice long run and have the the Miz return because it seems like they're not going to give Miz the Universal Championship no. in the foreseeable future. But... Because they have plans with the Miz in the, in the icy belt. Right, they, they already got plans written in stone for Yeah, and, and, and the Miz is gun-ho with it, and he's kind of, it's taking a long time, but he is kind of solidifying the title once again. Yeah, he is. Their, their focus is definitely putting credibility back on title. I mean, not since Mr. Perfect, not since Bret Hart, and mm-hmm. not since Shawn Michaels has the Intercontinental Championship meant something. Um, maybe even going in towards like the late 90s and the early 2000s, with your ed- with your edges and and maybe the rock and maybe uh um I don't know Rob Van Dam and so forth with Booker right. T. But then that's when Christian. it was being disrespected and not being on the Re- WrestleMania main show. Right, the storylines right. were horrible with it. You know, the IC belt needs to be the p- most prestigious championship in the promotion again like how it used to be in the 80s when we were growing up. You know, when you had Savage as the Intercontinental Champion. Phenomenal. Santana in, yeah. as Intercontinental Champion. Greg Valentine as Intercontinental Champion. Don Morocco as the Intercontinental Champion. You need guys like that to help bring forth that worthiness to say, like, dang, you know what? I'm going after the Intercontinental Championship. Right. I want that title. So you know what's funny? You say that, and I hate to say it, and maybe people will disagree with me. I don't know. They'll, say, they'll make their comments. We'll find out. I want to blame Steve Austin. Because one day he said, if you're not in this company to be the WWE Heavyweight World Champion, then you shouldn't be here. And I think that's the mistake he made. 
And when he did that, he kind of made it seem like nothing else matter unless you was going for the main title. But and if you, you're a workhorse type of guy, the Intercontinental Championship is best for them. But what it also does, too, it also shows the company that this person definitely has what it takes to become right. the, the main guy, the heavyweight champion. But the, the problem is the biggest star in the wrestling business, the second biggest star in the wrestling business, um, kind of buried all of the titles in that one comment. And now you got everybody who's only focusing on the world title and not focusing on the... Secondary the belts. secondary belts. When the secondary belts made the show, because back in the day, I don't know why people complain about Brock not being around. Sometimes you didn't have Hogan on every show. Exactly. You didn't have the world champion on every but show. Macho Man defended that Intercontinental title every at night, all times. All Macho the Man time. was on television in non-title matches. I mean, it, it was the testing ground for everything that you needed to see when you saw Macho Man come to the ring. Him and Liz with that icy belt. But um, they have big things in store with the Miz for the icy belt. So the question is, where do you go with Finn Balor to build him with that icy championship? Well, you have them have a nice, long feud. Mm -hmm. Have them in situations where they can trade the belt back and forth to a certain degree. Give Finn a nice two-month run, then bang. Then put the belt back on the Miz. Have them have them have some kind of a gimmick match. Have them have a ladder match, or maybe even test the Miz's wrestling prowess. Have them have a a a, a marathon match or a two out of three falls match for the icy belt. Yeah, you're gonna have to add a couple of gimmicks to the match to, yeah. in order to get that deafening, promising, deafening and promising experience with the title. And what will work is that the Miz will talk people into the arena. People will come and see the Miz defending the title guy. or challenge for that belt. And people will see and will want to watch Finn Balor either chase, defend, or even, you know, recapture the title on any given time. Because yeah. Finn is that damn good. Yeah, he really is. And I think I think Finn is one of the quietly on that top ten greatest indie wrestlers of the new of this current generation yeah. that came to WWE and didn't maximize his full potential absolutely i mean i just think that the the injury was a blow to the career uh when he won the universal championship right and had to surrender the title the following day if he wasn't injured i think he, we would have got him at least past SummerSlam, and yeah. kevin owens would have never gotten that title absolutely so that's that on that so hopefully they could book him so we, we the foreseeable future is the hope that they see something in him indeed so, Sorry, I had to belch people. I drink a lot of water this morning when I went to the gym. Man, water's good. Yeah, so the one thing I want to talk about, and unfortunately, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. I know that you are definitely not a When the cameras are set up, the face reactions will be priceless on Mark when Roman let, let me when just his say name this. is mentioned. If you guys happen to go on sportsillustrated.com and you go to the wrestling um, um, link, you go back to August of 2017, and you will find the Sports Illustrated video commentary. Why do wrestling fans hate Roman Reigns? Your boy is up there twice, and a part of the voiceover. So that's actually pretty damn dope. Um, I think the issue is, you know, and I'm going to jump before I go anything. Is Roman Reigns, we, we know Roman Reigns is going to win the world title. We are the universal title, excuse me. We know, and unfortunately, I feel 
and I'm a, and I'm going to go in the reverse the way I set my notes up. Go right ahead. I felt that if I was booking, mm-hmm. we know the fans are going to boo the building if he wins. Yes. Let Brock retain, and on Monday Night Raw, Brock drops the title. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, because one. There's the the like we talked about on episode one. There is Fox Five is a legit player, and they want to get into the they they want to acquire all things sports, right? And with Fox letting go of their giant film division, um, they're making up for the sports stuff. So long story short, that can boost ratings for the night. Keep it going. You got the crazy WrestleMania crowd, the people yeah. who couldn't get the tickets to Mania but got the tickets to Raw and SmackDown. They'll come, they'll come to see that, right? They'll come to see that and. You got the momentum build and grown there, and people might cheer it because they know Brock Lesnar is going to exit, and it'll be a thank you mm-hmm. for not giving us a Roman win at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Now, Roman wins. Is his is his ty- uh, former title reigns any different than when they put the title on Big Daddy Cool Diesel and they had him being everything he wasn't? To me. Vince has done this to us before, and instead of letting Big Daddy Cool Diesel be in that bad motherfucker that we knew he was, all of a sudden he was reading books to kids, like I've heard someone else say on a podcast, they were accurate, I did the research, and he was being this pussyfoot of a guy instead of being the cool dude that Shawn Michaels used to jump up and do the and do the, the, high five the, su- the, the two before, sweet before, symbol Before too. the two sweet, it was the high five, right. it was always that. But do I see Roman in that same path as Nash when Nash was the world champion? I never really thought of it that way, but I can kind of see that. Um, crazy comparison, though. Because um, Nash didn't book, and no, neither did Roman. Nash, Nash Not book, booking. excuse me. Na- um, Nash, a.k.a. Diesel, didn't draw. And he said himself, nobody drew in that time. And again... Who's really drawing in the company right now? Because the the ratings are the same. Drawing means the numbers are up. The numbers ain't up. The only as, as far as a consistent, it's Cena, AJ, Shinsuke, New Day, Usos. Right, but um, Rusev, you're talking about having, and it, then Roman, then Brock. But it, but then again, you're talking about having several guys move merchandise. That was the same moment as 1995 where it took te- it's 10 different wrestlers moving merchandise. Right. So with that being said, Roman and Kev- Roman's run and Kevin Nash run. It's going to be parallel. It's, 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 and remember, we forget that this man has already had the title, what, three different times? Three different times. He's going on his fourth. And I'll say this, right? With, um, with all due respect, no disrespect. I have no respect at all for Roman Reigns. Um, Roman is going to basically do what he does. And I think that what WWE should do is just make him a complete all-out rule breaker. Give him, let him be a jerk. Let him, let him be, let him be swarthy. Let him be like a, a, like you know, let him walk around with that swag. Let him be that badass Samoan. They be like, yo, I'm better than all these people in this locker room. I'm better than you guys sitting out there. I'm better than all you critics out there. I'm better than everybody that's writing the dirt sheets that got something to say. Hell, I'm even better than that naughty headed dude, Mark Morell. And you know, and you know what you should say. Um, and I can say, fuck you, Roman. <laughs> you know, and and also, he should always say. Vince will always make sure I get the opportunity because 
It's what I do. Exactly. Because I'm that guy. You know, and also, and the problem with Roman is not to bring in New Japan talk, but we all know that if he had the swag of Tama, he would be the greatest wrestler in the company indeed, right now. Indeed, indeed, You know what I'm saying? If he had that Thomas swag. Nobody writing a promos for him. Right. And actually, and I'm not going to, his wrestling is basic. He knows how to get through a match with the right person. He can have a great match. Yeah, he can. Um, but he does have a visual presence, but it stops after that. He also needs to improve his moveset. I mean, his spear, his Superman punch, you know, is great. But I need to see more of a dynamic from him. I don't want to see a heel Roman Reigns do a Superman punch to somebody. I want if if I want to see that, I want to see him. I want to see him do it as a rabbit punch and knock somebody in the back of their head. That's what I want to see. Right, you know, safely because he does. And 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 it's good to know that he doesn't injure people. That's so true. I, that's someone. That's one thing I know. He I can think, work. I think he's a person that everyone can trust in the ring, and mm-hmm. he knows. I think he's mastered the basics where Roman doesn't have to do much. He right. just has to be a presence. Just be there, be safe, do what you do, and get as much heat as you can and embellish in all that heat. So the last thing I'm going to talk about, the last two things I'm going to bring up, I'm going to make them very quick. Um, where do you go with, you've now took the monster out of Nia Jax. Yep. She's now crying on TV. They're mm-hmm. using the fat shaming. I never seen Awesome Kong crying about her stomach hanging over her belt nope. as she was beating bitches' asses. Awesome, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Awesome Kong was create c- c- completely embraced by everybody. Because she was going out there taking names, whooping asses, and winning championships. And we never questioned the woman's weight. So, is this is like a way to cater to bigger women in the audience. This is a way to. Um, don't be a bully. Yes. These are those great examples and shit like that. So my point is, without going in around the river to grandmother's house and getting straight and cutting the short shit short, um, should this, this this is another person who should be that monster fucking bitch mm-hmm. smashing and grabbing, and she should be and and if she wins the world title, how do you make her a monster again when you just turned her into a fucking crybaby going actually, into the SummerSlam? Actually, they turned her into Mount Fiji. Right. Someone watched Glow and had a great... Fu- the, the, the TV show Mount, Glow. And Mount, ha- Fiji, and- Mount Fiji was like, like the Andre the Giant for the, for the, for the women on Glow. She, that's basically what her role was. She was the Andre of, 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 of the Glow wrestlers. Unfortunately, she's never going to be an Andre. We know that. Right. But the thing is, is that she overcomes, she wins the title, she becomes this, this, um, this likable uh, hero as the, as the women's champion, which would be great for a while, but then... Who do you find as a heel for her? Well, then you, you, got, you got Mickey James. You got Alexa Bliss once again. You also got um, all of these other females on on raw that can compete for the title um somebody got a mean hard on for alexa bliss somebody's jerking off and the titan towers and go yeah and under their desk every cum shot says alexa god damn it pal put your penis away because i don't understand why she's had the world title this fucking long well because they really don't have they didn't. They didn't have a strong bill for anybody to go after that title. Everyone she's beaten, she's like beaten. And the one person she did have a decent program with, which was growing slowly, which was Mickey James, 
she should have been trading the title back and forth at least that, once or twice with Mickey. That should have worked. That, that should have worked. That would have taught her how to be a chaser of the championship. Right. So now what this does is it puts Nia in a spot in the event that Nia becomes the world champ, well, the, the Raw champion. But it is like they're building her to fail. Well, we'll see what happens after it because I think that the next logical challenger, if she does become the champion, of course she has a series of rematches with Alexa, but the next logical challenger for her should be Mickie James, right? Right. Then from there, maybe a heel Bailey. See, I think Bailey need to make little girls cry. They need to, she, it's time for her to make girls cry and be that mean bitch that really don't give a fuck if, about nobody. If Macho Man was a female, you she, can make Bailey that. Right. Make her, make her like not give her you some over the top exactly promo. It. That's exactly. But it. just give her the intensity of Macho Man. She, you know, give her that energy like Macho Man. Make her, make her like a make not to make her a prima donna, but make her like yo, I'm the shit. Right. And you then know? and make her very disrespectful with it because yeah. she looks like. You ever meet those girls? They seem so sweet, but when they get home, they're yeah. like a piece of shit. Yes, and stuff. yes. You can. I think you can pull that off with her. Yeah, and stuff I believe like so. That. I think. I think it'll work that way. But that. do you think you you can get Nia Jax to SummerSlam? Because my problem with this whole WrestleMania card is everybody. We how do you get the SummerSlam with everybody on both shows? And that's where it's falling apart at. You can't do it. You got to do certain things. You got to highlight certain things. And then at the same token, it's like every show was going to be like a clash of the champions because you know that every show is being combined. It's going to be it's going to be combined. All the titles are going to be on the line at every show. But then there's not going to be a match of any significance except for the fact that so and so is challenging for the title. I think or so and so is defending their title against so and so. I say it's interchangeable. And, you know, I, I had something in the main topics. I'm going to bring it up now. They are going to combine, like you said, they're going to combine the Raw and SmackDown pay-per-view shows. Mm -hmm. How about just getting rid of all of the Sunday pay-per-views and keeping the big four or keep a big six? Right. I could see that. And then maybe doing some special where they can, they own the rights to the Clash of Champions. They can do Clash of Champions. Yeah. I, I say do a Royal Rumble. Do, obviously, a WrestleMania. Right. SummerSlam. Do a SummerSlam. Do a Survivor Series, mm-hmm. maybe do a Starcade to close out the year. Yeah, do Starcade, but then they can or also... move Starcade to NXT. Well, no, Starcade should just be its own um, entity in its in its own right. It doesn't have to involve with NXT. That could be the combined show. You know, you 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 book that and you build that down in um North Carolina at the um the Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Let that be the main arena for that, where you can just utilize and encompass the history. Where people there. are qualifying for the well, even if you're not using that arena, you got to use Starcade because yeah, you it's time for WWE. Maybe cut. There's no the pay per view market is over with for WWE. So with everything that they're pushing on the network, they should do. Clash of the Champions, just like how they used to do in your house. Those little odd months, it should be a Clash of the Champions, or a Saturday or a Saturday night's main event. Or well, well, obviously they've destroyed the whole respect of the main event scenario, the Saturday night main event. Yeah. But there's something I said to you a while ago, and I have for some reason, well, when these when this podcast was really just a phone conversation to before we, I was like, this should be a podcast. Um, You have in your house. 
You could do take UFC, do what UFC is doing, find out how many in your houses there was, and call it WWE in your house. F- 127 WWE in your house 128 WWE in your house 129 and maybe you can do the monthly shows and ironically that's where you, those in your house shows became Starcade no, the backlash they became backlash they became no mercy they became uh every every no monthly pay per view yeah that's what that's where the it rock bottom that's where the 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 in your house pay per views transformed into right and because they always had a subtitle name like cold day in hell or this right. that and the other judgment day yeah yeah so take the take the food sub- stamp day or you know uh, yeah. no meat fridays yeah take the <laughs> take the sub names away yeah and legit motherfucking call them in your houses and keep the number counter going and then you don't have to worry about name branding right it's they just own it, the names they own the names they've had the brand and they'll be good to go so you know that's just my issue, and the tag team championships going back to Raw. I don't know. I don't think Braun is going to win the titles I because mean, their book. It yeah. seems like they're booking him just to smash shit up instead of making him a, a viable number one contender. I, I think the thing with with Braun is that Braun should win the match on the DQ, right? Because I personally think that not one not one entity can walk around with the tag team titles by themselves. And if you, and if you do do it, and if you do do it. How do you consi- again? How do you consistently book him without it starting to look fucking stupid? I don't know. WWE is not playing this game too smart with looking at the future. I think they're trying to blow their load as much as they can. Splack. Yeah, and um, as uh, what's his name said? What's his uh, with something to wrestle to? Uh, the hot shotting. No, no, no. What's his name? Who runs something to wrestle to? Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard. He said it best. Um, if Vince can have one long orgasm for five out five hours, he'll do that, and I think that's what his WrestleManias are turning into. Yeah, turning chicken salad into chicken shit. Right. Talk okay. more into the mic. Yeah, Sorry turn- about that. Turning chicken salad into chicken shit. Sorry. Yeah. So let's move. Let's move over to SmackDown. All right. Now. And let's talk about Oscar again. I, and I know people are gonna be like, he's bringing the same thing up over and over again, the same theme. Oscar wins the title. Yep. It's not the streak, the undefeated streak. It's not how many days she's gone undefeated, how many people. I think they announced it at 265. It should be 266 now with the six-man challenge. Right. Um, the issue is now. You mean the mix Max Challenge? The mix Max Challenge. They they counted that as a, as a part of if she loses there, the streak could be over, which ruined the, uh, the mix Max Challenge because uh, it blew the whole ending. Mm-hmm. So now my question is, she wins the title, how long, without her being able to cut a promo, do you build her without a promo? Well, I say build her and let her get that that whole run for the year. But now, is it gonna? But is it gonna be sustainable? Possibly, but then possibly not. And you know, I just thought about one scenario too. I just realized the if Oscar becomes the champion, mm-hmm. Carmella tries to cash in. It's not going to work. They want is they're setting her again another wrestler. They're setting up to lose on purpose. I can see the transition of so and so Carmella, um, maybe perhaps cashing in on the winner of the Nia Jax. Um, um, well, they keep making it very clear that she has the SmackDown Woman's 
money uh, in the bank. Money in the bank. Yeah, they keep they're making that they're stressing that very clear. So obviously they're setting it up where she runs down to the ring, she pops, they get fucked. Uh, they they want the pop from the women's match. Yeah. And then the and then the count one, two, three. She gets a WrestleMania moment and it moves on from there. Right. So she gets the moment, but you know, I see it like, okay, she does that, Oscar beats her. Yeah. That's it. And then she goes on to do the next thing. Oscar, of course, naturally needs a a person to do, you know, to be her American spokesperson. Mm-hmm. But Oscar's so over as a face, she can she cut. Really uh, she can she can cut that little menial English promo. She's fine. She ain't got to say much. Or have her go full heel because they, they're keeping her face right now. Yeah. And Charlotte is face right now. Right. So have it where she's full on heel with the title for the whole. Because by SummerSlam again is how do you get? It, 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 and ladies and gentlemen, I have a large television background a -hmm. very large television background so my issue is when you're show running um or when you're going over a script is how do you get to the second act to close out the the film Mm -hmm. and two how do you get through mid-season without dumping a bunch of standalone episodes that don't mean shit and and fuck everything up so to me if i'm the USA Network, and I'm looking at my fucking ratings, or I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at that. How long? And, and I'm a and I'm an investor to the company. How long does that woman retain? And how long can you keep the attention span on her so we can get the advertising dollars from the commer- from the from the big beer companies and car companies right. to keep it going? Because at the end of the day, what pays for WWE is advertisers. Is advertisers. Yep. And it's when they go to commercial break. This is why you have nine commercial breaks. And an hour and a half time at three and four minutes a pop. Absolutely. And only 25 minutes of wrestling on a three-hour show. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll come up with something. It would be very interesting. So um, it hopefully it'll be good, you know, regarding uh, what happens with, uh, with Asuka becoming a women's champion and making moves from there. The SmackDown titles are pretty in a solid scenario. I think it's pretty clearly written. The Bludgeon Brothers, I think that's going to be a trade back and forth for yeah. a few teams. Mm-hmm. Again, that's pretty much of a dry run. I'm a, I'm a little bit upset that Rusev is in the United States title picture when him and Aiden English should be in going the, for those tag belts, be in the tag belts, and let them get the run with the tag championships and let them run the SummerSlam with yeah. the tag titles. Those, I think Rusev winning the United States title is great. But I think him and Aiden English should have a good, strong run because they are they are selling merchandise. It's very over, yes. And today's Rusev Day. Every day's Rusev. Day. Every day's Rusev Day. So that's even on my birthday, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's Rusev Day. God damn it! But um, the first of the month is is food stamp day. I didn't know Rusev was involved in that. Rusev, yeah. Let me tell you something. It's a worldwide event. Rusev Dude, might be the second coming. Man, listen. They they should say even on Easter it's Rusev Day. <sighs> When Yum kids com- get off of school, it's Rusev Day. It's Passover. It's Rusev Day. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I mean, I didn't want to touch on too long about it, but I feel like they got the wrong two people in the wrong positions. Yeah. The United States title situation looks shaky as fuck. I mean, you got the you got three world champions. Actually, excuse me. You got four world champions competing for the United States title. Well, Rusev's never been a world champion. Ah, boy, son. Not in WWE. He right. has, so never, it doesn't he's count. He's never a world champion. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah, I'm, it's three world champions competing for the United States Championship against a former U.S. champion. Right. Right? So that's how I look at it. I think, truth be told, 
this would be this should be Bobby Roode's moment, but for some reason, I see Rusev walking out as the U.S. And again, champion because he's a dark horse. Why isn't Bobby Roode heel? He's a phenom. He's baby Triple H. Yeah, because right now it's he's getting his feet wet on the main stage for WWE, and eventually he's going to turn heel. Right. And when he does, it's. No pun intended, but it's going to be glorious. Yeah, <laughs> 100% so. And the United States Championship, I feel as if they need to find someone that they can give it prestige with. Randy is not the person to give the United States title prestige. No, number one, Randy, Randy looks like he's a, phoning it in every night. Randy is a world champion. Yeah. He needs to be competing for the world title. Well, that well, leads me to say... A feud between him and Nakamura is not going to work. No. Unfortunately, they don't have that chemistry to make you want to watch. You know, unless, of course, they surprise you and they do come up with something good. I'm not going to take anything away from Randy because Randy is when all he, right. When Randy shows when up all, to work, yeah. he, he works. But when Randy is phoning it in, he's definitely the dude at the desk going, what he say? Fuck him. Yeah. And know. then goes into the office and has the conversation. Exactly. Yeah, Whereas Randy with is, Shinsuke, Shinsuke can put, to, they can put together a match for Shinsuke and Randy, and I think it would do good. I just think that, um, like how I, how like, like how I viewed, not only just him having people strongly chasing after him, or him chasing or defending the title, he needs people that he's gonna have to defend the title against, right. and they have to be able to draw money. See, this is where Seth Rollins come in. If he Seth Rollins, all right. If if Mister Rollins does come over to SmackDown, yeah. That's going to be the moment. Right. I can see that. I can like I can also see him and Daniel Bryan. Right. Him and Daniel him and Daniel Bryan, him and Rollins, um, him and Finn Balor. We already know they can steal the show. If they do champion versus yeah. champion, like they at SummerSlam. Him and Sami Zayn, it it would be a feeder match. Oh, yeah, but we're it gonna would get be into good. them in a minute, right? It would be good. And him and Kevin Owens. That would be a good match as well. But then they can also bring back certain guys to work against him. I can also see Shelton Benjamin, even though it will just be a feeder to him, but they will put on a good match. And I also I think love, that... Um, I, I love how they gave us Shelton versus Nakamura. Like, we didn't see that in Japan. You know, Chaos versus suzuki Gun. Come on now. Yeah, we, like, we did not <laughs> see that in Japan. What? And it, and it looks like they did it on purpose with the shade, with, with with Nakamura, they try to create a few nostalgia matches. Exactly. Um, exactly. So my que- so fuck my question. Then we have the SmackDown tag titles. We talked about the Bludgeon Brothers. Right. Oh yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about the US. T- oh, that's what it was. So going into Nakamura, continuing on Nakamura, the world title picture. Let's just face it. The world title pictures look a little shaky on both shows. Yeah, that's true. But you gotta you gotta differentiate the divisions the way that they need to be now for example if i'm putting together um the wwe world heavyweight championship division it's top five contenders of course um let's remove brock because he's we don't know what his future is you know on the smackdown side we're going to start there you got nakamura right you got randy orton who's the u.s champion right you have um rusev you have bobby Roode. you have um, Dolph Ziggler, those are your top five guys, right, right? For the for the world championship. Also, Daniel Bryan on the low. Well, Daniel hadn't won his first match yet, but yeah, but Daniel on the low, definitely. You have them, and then you also have Kev. Now your U.S. division, 
Gender fits there perfectly. Bobby fits there perfectly. Sami Zayn should be in there. And I think Jinder can rebuild himself. Jinder definitely can rebuild himself. In the himself, U.S. title division. You know? And then you can also put in your, your Baron Corbin. You can put in your Tyler. Your he still Ty- got a job there? Yeah, he still has a job there. Okay. What's my man's name? Perfect 10? What yo? The, his career might be over. Ty Dillinger, yeah. that's what it is. Ty Dillinger should you know should be up in that spot, and um, that that's your that's your 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 world and your U.S. division for SmackDown, right now on the Raw side, your world champion, your your Universal champion, Samoa Joe, top of the list when he comes back. Samoa Joe should be world champion, but before next year's WrestleMania, right? He's on the top of the list. Then Braun. Then you could take Finn, put them in. That's your top three. Throw the Miz in there, right? Even though, granted, he is the Intercontinental Champion, but he's the number one contender for the for the title. Well, they don't acknowledge it on no more, unfortunately. Right. Right. Then also throw in Goldust. Throw Goldust in there, and then throw in Matt Hardy. Number one, Goldust, and uh, Goldust versus Matt Hardy. Great match. Th- they could have turned that into a whole fucking program. And they can too if they want to. Right, because they they're open. From what I understand, they are open to having more of those. Um, what do you call those matches? Bizarre type gimmick matches. Yeah, yeah. but what what the broken? The, the, what do the, you call um, it? The, the the um the we the worst ultimate deletion. Yeah, the ultimate deletion can can go on, and those should really be network specials. Yes, they they can network be. exclusives after yeah. Raw. And and those that was a dope match. And then of course Bray Wyatt coming back, depending on. What his character is going to be, but Bray can be can fit in there too. Isn't it so sad how they really fucked up Bray Wyatt? Yes, they have. If they did it right, Bray Wyatt could have been the second coming of the Undertaker. Absolutely. The whole they could have had him get darker and groomier and grungier. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those components where he and when he finally did get the world title, it was like, oh, we need you to hold this fucking L just for um yeah, take this know, loss, hold this L for a while, but. Let me jump into the main topics here because, you know, SmackDown and Raw is what it is. It's the situation. We all talk shit about it, but we all end up watching it or watching it the replay on YouTube mm-hmm. in sections. So um, I'm not going to get on the, the WrestleMania theme, but Daniel Bryan, I have a question. Okay. And I asked myself this question. Um, would Daniel Bryan be better in New Japan at this moment Daniel than Bryan, WWE? Daniel Bryan will be better. In New Japan, he would be better in ROH. He would be better for anything that has to be done outside of World Wrestling Entertainment's confines. And the reason why I say that is because Daniel Bryan is the go-to guy. The American Dragon would would bring in a ton of cash for any show that ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and anywhere else on the globe People will tune in to see what Daniel Bryan is doing. Right. Number one, Daniel Bryan's gonna Daniel Bryan's gonna take the energy out of people at WrestleMania. He's the only person who has one hundred percent fan support. Exactly. He's gonna take the energy out the crowd like the way Hogan and Rock took the energy out of the yeah. crowd at WrestleMania eighteen. They're gonna pop crazy for this match when yeah. you know, for, for when he gets inside that ring and he, he makes the tag from Shane and you know, he he takes Kevin and Sammy to town. But don't be surprised if all of this becomes a heel turn for Daniel. I was thinking the same shit. Don't be surprised. Because Vince 
I'm not going to say he doesn't like it. I think Vince loves anything he can make money off of. Yes. And this, that, and the other. But um, Daniel Bryan was the last wrestler with a true two-year build. Um, Daniel Bryan was definitely shoved into that main event. And the shove into the main event was the perfect push. Mm-hmm. They put the rocket on him. They shot him to the moon. And the only thing that brought him down was, was injuries. Exactly. And we call that gravity on, in here on Earth. Absolutely. Um, Daniel Bryan may be the only unfazable one. To turn him heel will be the greatest upset, but will the fans see it as a Vinceism and a gimmick to try to create something? And the only match to do for Roman for next year's WrestleMania is Bryan versus Roman. Yeah, I could see that. That has a potential of being a, um, a, a, a hot match. To steal the show, I could see that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't see anything else going there. SummerSlam, Nakamura versus Brian. Yes, that will have a nice build between yeah. them because. And he and when do you put the world title back on Brian? That's the question. Ah, uh, that's the see because it's already written. Although I think it would be too early for Daniel to become world champion, but yeah, I can see that happening with um. Daniel and Nakamura going at it against each other for the world title. It seems like he's the only person, if he stays on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, um, who's credible to take that title off of him right now. Absolutely. And then have him defend the title. Yeah. And to have a successful title defense as the as the WWE See, champion. and that's another thing Daniel Bryan has been robbed of. He never won the world championship and he never did not, not, I'm not wrong. excuse never me successfully he's defended, won the world title but he's never defended the world he's title. never had one defense of the title at all times right. i never understood that yes so also i was redoing some reading on the internet and it was talk how uh stephanie mcmahon wants a lbgtq plus plus whatever a lesbian gay transgender character and she wanted to do it with uh finn balor now finn balor does look like a gay man sometimes he's a no homo but he's a pretty boy and he he does look like the the bearded gay guy who dates the other muscular guy yeah i can see that but nah not with finn no i'm not saying with finn i do see the example i do see it but my question not not my question I'm going to stop saying that shit because I say it a lot. But with at this point, you got a motherfucker at ROH called Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle is the fucking man. That's the person you invest in. Give him the boys. Give him this. Give him gold dust at next year's WrestleMania. You get what I'm saying? Gold dust versus uh, Dalton, Dalton Castle. Castle. That would be bananas. With the boys. Gold dust with his production. Yeah. This, that, and the other. The buildup is endless. He needs gold dust to get the fuck out the way or, because him and the boys got to walk to the ring. Or, or they can invest that money in the Velveteen Dream. Again, again, Velveteen Dream versus Dalton Castle. That would be dope. That's a SummerSlam so match. We got, we got dream matches here with Dalton Castle, and that, we ain't even talking about ROH, but look at this. Right, that's a SummerSlam match. And I, look, I'm a straight man. I love pussy. I love blowing a bitch's back out. But Dalton Castle, Is that, that gay gimmick, dude, and, it, and it's not even, it's, it's androgynous. It has a lot of androgyny to it. He's performing. He's, he's He tapped into that Buddy Rogers. He's wrestling's peacock, brother. Yeah, and with the WWE's, uh, presentation mm-hmm. and his ideas. Yeah, come on. Imagine WrestleMania a bunch. Of, oh, this is gonna sound gay as fuck, but let bunch me say bunch of half naked guys in masquerade masks. At, little hold skirts, on, th- I got the entrance. Peacock fans. Hold on, I got the the entrance. 
The whole WrestleMania entrance is just men on their knees as he walks across all their backs to the ring. 100 men lined up from the top of the apron, from the top of the stage, all the way down to the ring. Dalton Castle is being, his hands are being held by two men. They're on the left and the right. He's walking across the backs of all these muscular men. He's lifted into the ring as Goldust then comes to the ring, gyrates on the ring, and, and, and allow me to dream match for people mm-hmm. as they're announcing from such and such and from such and such. Dalton Castle's feet is never touching the ground. He's sitting on the shoulders of two boys, two mm-hmm. of the boys, yeah, and yeah. they're waiting. And when they ring, ring the ring, it's, place me down, boys. Yep. All of this, Dalton Castle can steal the fucking show with Goldust. They raise raise that cape, and then when he gets out of that jumpsuit, then he starts to do that stomp, boom, 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 and do that peacock stance. It's a wrap. Oh, oh, and even better, he could pull a Rick Rude, put Goldust's face on the front of your tights. When he was with his mouth open, when he's rubbing on and and Goldust's hands rubbing his chest on the back of the tights, okay, you can okay. really. I know that sounds gay as fuck, it, but, but part of me is about presentation. It, it would work. I would definitely like to see that. And like I said too, I definitely could see them doing that same thing with the Velveteen Dream. Um, I know we I know we don't really touch on NXT, but what do you think about Triple H's announcement and the presentation? That's on my notes, baby. Of the North American. That's that's in my see. So people, how I break the show down is Raw, SmackDown, and main topics. Okay. That belt for for ten seconds, I was like, fuck that belt, and then second eleven from this to this moment in time, that's probably one of the dopest belts in the company. It is. It's like the comparison of it to the old. United States Championship. And also with the big boxing strap with fine-tooled yes, alligator yes, skin. Yes, and yes. it is not a bright red like the Raw Championship. It's a brown belt. It's a and beautiful fact fucking that, title. And the fact that it says NXT up on top, North American, and you got the North American continent right there, and then you got champion, and, and it's a circle and then of plate. The, it's and a then, round plate, and I love, round, I love belts with round, round plates. Round plates, me too. And also... With the interchangeable side plates on the side to put the wrestler's logo on it. I don't know what the hell running Triple H's mind, but it's like, if they can invest so much great design for a belt like the North American Championship, and they can put in a great design for those... um, uh, What was the... The the, UK Championship. The United Kingdom Championship. Why in God's green earth could they not do the because same thing this for is, the main women's, the tag team, and the two heavyweight titles? Because, see, you could have kept the WWE Championship as the logo title if that was the only logo championship. But I think Triple H understands that people love belts. I think people, he love, he knows that belts are part of the presentation. Mm-hmm. And Triple H is no different than me and you or anybody. He's still a fan of the business. Yeah. So while everyone is asleep, Triple H is looking at what can make the company look different. And he's truly establishing yeah. that. And he knows yeah. that same branding, like that UFC, every belt is the same shit. Yeah. It's corny, and but, it's taking prestige away from the titles. However, the North American belt, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I love round belts. I love circular belts. It also, it puts me in the mind, like I said, of the of the old NWA titles. It also puts me in the mind of the um, the 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 old way that the um, NWA uh, Missouri title used to look. 
how the United, the old United States title used to look when it was like the silver, the 10 pounds of silver. It reminds me of that. It also reminds me of um, like the all Japan, all Asia heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. It also reminds me of- But it's also a little like bit different. Belts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, it, it actually feels like they created something new. Yeah. Even though it's a, oh, it's a combination of several old presentations. Yes. It just feels like it's something new, and that's a dope belt. I, I want to see. I, I would. I would. I would love to compete for that title myself. I, let me tell you something. I'm not a big fan of replica belts, but I just might buy that for the future office. Got you. I, I I might have to buy that. I mean, I have a few belts in that thing right now for the, in, in those bins that's going into the office. But the point is, I think. Um, and when I mean office people, I mean when we have a full video presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, I think that is one of the best belts ever created by WWE. And it further proves that Triple H needs to be in charge of the whole fucking company. Yeah. And maybe Vince being 70 and out of place. See, Vince's best moment was when he was 50 and the attitude error was popping. Touch, right. right. Triple H is going on 50 and he's getting more and more in touch with the product. Absolutely. I agree. And I think it's time for the old man to sit down or give Triple H the reins or give Triple H SmackDown. Don't just give him NXT and 205. Well, yeah. Give him SmackDown. Right. Let it win when Paul Heyman was writing better shows than Raw. Mm-hmm. Let, bring back the, if you have to create internal competition, maybe yeah. the old man needs to compete with his son-in-law. Pretty much. And that's that's what I think will, will possibly happen. But, you know, we just got to wait and see. But that North American title match, I thought that the NXT show was going to take place on Friday, but it's going to take place Saturday night. Saturday night, right. Which is the same, right before the Hall of Fame. Well, the Hall of Fame is Friday, Saturday night, NXT. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what they did. for Hall of Fame Friday. Right. So let me me jump in here, and I don't want to be negative, and I don't want to jump back on Daniel Bryan again, but I I realize I missed this in my notes. If Daniel Bryan gets hurt, hurt again, who's to blame? And I say it just like this. If Daniel Bryan was to get hurt, who is to blame? The WWE, Daniel Bryan, or the fans? Or is everybody to blame because they just can't let it go? I'm going to have to go with everybody. Right. Because what if he does get hit? He Remember, first night out, he took that fucking power bomb, which that could have went completely south. Yep. Um, let's, let's applaud the fat boy for doing that shit correctly. Absolutely. And Kevin let's applaud Daniel Bryan for... What's the number one rule in wrestling that we are all taught? Tuck that fucking chin in. Doggone right. Tuck that chin until you feel sweat between the top of your chin Mm -hmm. to the top of your chest. From the tip of your chin to the top of your chest. That's how I was taught. That's how you was taught. That's what we know. Tuck that fucking chin in. Damn right. You know. So, but is it, is this worth his career? Because- not to sound fucked up, but he can go into retard mode in a minute here. He sure can. And pers- per- preferably, he can take the bumps. But now let's see what he do with his, his style inside the ring. And what if someone got something against him and it's like, yo, sting him. this dude out. Yeah. They but probably it happened fight. to Paige. I don't think she got stung on purpose. But I think if, you think if you're a wrestler and you're supposed to trust the other person and you're thinking about the design of the human body. Yeah. When you go to get a massage, the fir- the one thing when you go to massage school, do not touch the spine. Mm-hmm. Do not touch that. 
and Sasha dead ass kicked the bitch in the fucking spine. Paige is coming out there looking like she's about to go jogging, looking stupid, looking crazy. She's not even in full gear. Yep. And I think Sasha has a quiet mean streak on the low. Yeah, she does. She and does. I think she, I think no one has given her a stinger that knocked her the fuck out. Well, I mean, she did get her pretty bad in that Hell in a Cell match, but that's just one thing. Right, and, and we all know that was a, I think she was the wrong person to put in that Hell in a Cell match. Well, you know, they wanted to do something to give her and Charlotte a nice boost, and they did what they did. Yeah. They thought that she was the um, right person, right place, right time, but, you So, know. the last thing I'm going to cover is... And I'm not going to say it because I think I'm going to make it a shirt. I'll tell you afterwards because I think we deserve a, even though we're young in this podcasting about wrestling game, we need a pro wrestling t-shirt to put yes, on, their, on their shop. So Yes, uh, we do. And we need something to give to these people. But um, let me close out the, this, whole, this whole WWE thing for, the, for this ep, uh, our great episode three. Question, and I'll answer it, top three WrestleMania matches between now and re- between WrestleMania 33 and WrestleMania 1. You want me to go first? Yeah, you uh, you go first. My top three? Mm-hmm. Just my top three? Just your top three. The ones that if you always had to go to to learn something from or to put a smile on your face or to get that vibe and, and also made you feel that you should have been in that match or made you want to just reset the wrestling clock and go and go after it. Okay. Number one, it's going to be Brett versus Piper, mm. WrestleMania Eight, Indianapolis, Indiana. Right at the Hoosier Dome gotcha. for the Intercontinental Title. The only time Rick Fli- uh, Roddy Piper took a pin. Exactly. That's number one. I'm also going to say uh, Hart versus Austin submission match, WrestleMania Thirteen. Classic. Um, the double the double turn. I love the, that match. The greatest double turn of all time, and probably the only successful one in recent history. And uh, I would say the Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho match. That's a forgotten match, but that is a great fucking match. I, I will say that. An honorable mention. Go ahead, throw it in there. Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero, WrestleMania okay. 20. I was there for that. Okay, um, that's honorable mention. And not then, to, not to brag, those tickets were given to me by the company. I have proof and receipts of that. There was a time when your boy almost pushed the limit. Damn it, almost pushed the limit, and and I was grateful for it. I appreciated it. That was I was dating. I'm not gonna mention that bitch name. Okay, don't but do um, that. it was a different experience, and it was that's when I uh. A lot of decisions had to be made in life, but unfortunately things went in a different direction. But that right. WrestleMania 20 is very special to me for many reasons. It's just, it, it just is. And I'll never get into it. I'll keep my mouth shut. Maybe I'll talk about it. I'll ask if I could. I, I touched that Eddie Guerrero-Kurt um, Angle match as an honorable mention because, number one, both Kurt and both Eddie told a fantastic story. Yeah. Um, even though it was put together quickly, they told a great story in that match for the WWE Championship, and that was one of the last times on a major scale the WWE title was defended at Madison Square Garden at, at a WrestleMania. And I thought that was very, very dope. And I also appreciate the ending of the match. Now, I can also say the same thing, too, about Brett versus Yoko for the WWE title um, at WrestleMania 10. Um both had significance about it. 
the celebrations towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. that, that right there are moments. You like the celebration moment. I like the ce- I like the celebratory moments. And if anybody was there at WrestleMania 20, what was not showed on the show was, and I'm gonna mention the motherfucker's name because I don't work for the WWE. Was Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero hugging, and both families in the ring. And if you was in the building, like I was, anybody who's listening to this show knows when I thought that was on camera. So when I bought it, when I went home and rewatched it on pay-per-view so I can hear the commentary, Mm -hmm. that was the one thing that that was cut from the live pay-per-view feed. But him and Benoit were in the the ring. And what's even dope about it, Eddie Guerrero still at the top of the apron and let him celebrate by himself. Mm -hmm. And then... When Triple H and Sean made their exits, then he made his way down to the ring. Right. So that pop was doubled and tripled because those are the vanilla midgets that wasn't supposed to make it. Fact of Rooney, dog. Fact of Rooney. Those are, and I always felt that Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, Benoit should have been tag champions. Yeah, at least they would have been once. elite. They would have been so yeah. dope. But um, let me give you my three and, a, and an honorable mention. Go ahead. WrestleMania six. This is a match that people never talk about, but Jake the Snake Roberts versus Ted DiBiase. That match did so much for me as a kid. I know people talk about uh, Macho Man versus Steamboat, but mm-hmm. for me, my go-to match, and I don't think, and I think that's the match. That match stole the fucking show, right? In my personal opinion, a lot of people said that that was actually the match of the night. Jake versus Ted DiBiase. Believe it or not, that's the match that made me go as a kid. I want to be a wrestler. Wow. That's the match. That's dope. And and I don't know why. It's just that's the match. I remember looking at the screen, and I had a feeling hit my body, and I was like, I think I want to do that. But I didn't know. I was a kid. But that's the match. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Ted DiBiase. If you got your Google machine, go look it up. It's almost a flawless and botchless match. Mm-hmm. It, when Jake goes for those force pump DDTs and, and um Ted, DD, Ted DiBiase pulls out, Amazing, um, great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you did it, it proved that you didn't have to be a muscular body, and also it's to say I know it's the same match of Warrior versus Hogan, but that was the match that set the stone of the whole show, right? And it's just one of my favorite match. All right, your, ne- your number two, my, my number two, definitely Brett versus Austin. Okay. That was a perfect switch. Yes. I love seeing things that are never truly, even though it might have been executed in the territories before our time and this, that, and the other. But that match, um, Austin transcended in the business. Absolutely. And not many wrestlers get to transcend in professional wrestling. As we know, Hogan did it twice with the Hollywood Hogan. Yep. And a third time when he came back to WWE Absolutely. at Mania. Absolutely. But that, that submission match was dope. Everyone knew their place. Everything mm-hmm. got in done. And- the botches that are there, you if you could find them, you're you 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 minimum. You, you, you're, they're minimum. minimum. I say no more than three. And I think that that was the match that anyone from our era that wanted to learn that to was the master be, study. Be a good master, a good master of professional wrestling. It would be that one. There's a whole list that's up there. I got a whole bunch of matches. Yeah. I think people should watch if they want to become really proficient. Maybe we pro should wrestling. do a show, an episode about that of just. If you if you want to be a wrestler, these are the matches that we believe you should study because this is the reason in psychology. Yeah. That's a deep episode. We'll save that yeah. for another day, but we'll put that in the notes. So your third match. Third match, um, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. That was a fantastic match. I forgot about that That one super too. kick 
When he lit that nigga chin up, boy, <laughs> he lit that nigga chin up like motherfucking, uh, like fabulous lit, lit up his mm. girlfriend's chin. Oh, no man. teeth missing. Oh, he lit man. that chin up. Woo. And I just love the match. It's again, it's one of those flawless matches. I know my matches are a little bit odd picks, but um, those are those matches that are so fucking great that they're either forgotten or they took the wind out of you when it happened. Right you know, on. That was a great right match. On. It I didn't agree. look right on paper. Right. DiBiase versus Roberts don't look good on paper. Brett versus Austin looks great on paper. Uh, uh, great on paper. It sure as hell did. And but it, Shawn it Michaels into... versus Kurt, we yeah. didn't. They wasn't being called the greatest of all time until a few years later. Right. Absolutely. And my honorable mention. Your honorable mention. And I'm not going to say this because of Austin. Well, I have two weird honorable mentions. They're a tie. But the first one is Austin versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 14. Okay. And even though that was a horrible match, for Shawn to be in the condition that he physically was yeah, in. Sean worked his butt off in that match. Even though, and and I, Stone Cold recently said he hated that match, but me personally, I like the match just because Sean being in that mental state, Sean being in that physical state, technically going out there with a broken back, mm-hmm. still taking that Ric Flair upside down turn yeah, broken bump, which was just crazy. Um, just off of Sean's, there's one point if you're really paying attention, he's crying a little bit yes. on the top rope. Yes. Tears are rolling because he's in fucking pain. Exactly. But he still gave Austin that 16 to 17 minutes for the night. Exactly. And that's that. And the other one will be a night when Stone Cold out wrestled Chris Benoit on SmackDown. Okay. I can't remember it. It was then. Yeah. That was it. But um, that's pretty much it, man. That's that's damn good. Those Another episode good. in the books. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to get this like to like 500. And we'll get more intense with other things and female other shows. I just want you guys to get a sound of us, get a feel for us, and understand mm-hmm. the direction that we're going in. We're not just guys who are talking shit. When, yes, we did use the WWE pun with wrestlers with experience. That wasn't Mark. That was all me because I'm a shithead and I understand marketing. But um, we are wrestlers. We're former uh, professional wrestlers on the yep. indie scenes. Mm-hmm. We are. We and we do have experience and yeah. we do understand the psychology of wrestling and, the, and and I want this show to be a show not where we're being a spoiler makers but where we're giving insight on the current product across the world absolutely absolutely so like when you tune in you know you're gonna get uh, education so look at this as coming to class no we're not a bunch of so-called smarks and so-called experts and so-called pundits you know and we do cater to a good number of fans and we hope to cater to so many more. Right. So come in with an open mind and an open viewpoint to know that, you know, we're two guys, right. two guys from Brooklyn that love professional wrestling. wrestling, two black guys from Brooklyn, from Brooklyn that love professional wrestling. wrestling. And uh, we about to give it to you straight, no chaser. Yeah. And um, grow with us, grow with the show. Yep. And we're going to continue to give you the best content we can come up. We're still, we, we're just making sure we find our sound and this, that, and the other. And then we'll bring interviews and other people in. But we want you to grow with it. Again, there will be a video component to the show. Right on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, which mm-hmm. is Dietrich Davis On Demand. Right. Um, we got several shows coming on that YouTube channel. We will be giving away a free Nintendo Switch. I got about three of them to give away. So well, actually we'll, two because I just I'm borrowing. He's that gonna one. take one, <laughs> but um, we we're giving away. Some, I need entertainment. Uh, Damn it! Some Nintendo Switches and um, 
what I, uh, how we're going to do it when we hit 20,000 subscribers, we'll give away the first. That's a safe number. I was yeah. going to be greedy and say 30. But, um, do 20. Yeah. Back. At 20,000 subscribers, we'll give away a free Nintendo Switch. We'll, go, we'll, we'll broadcast live on YouTube and select the person who's going to win. We'll mail it to you. All we ask is that you film a video saying you got it and that you appreciate the show. Facts. Right. You know? All right, Mark. Time to talk New Japan on the next episode. All right. We'll talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling and the indies and what's been going on with various storylines in the business. So be in tune for that, and we'll see you guys next week.